Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. He led the Pulaski Academy Bruins to nine state championships in his time there. Bill Belichick described him as probably the best high school coach in the country. His unique strategies garnered attention nationwide. The Zone welcomes Kevin Kelly into the show. Brought to you by Bowen Hefley Orthopedics. The best surgeons, the best treatment, all focused on you. On you. All right, Coach. What concerned you the most about what you saw last Saturday? What concerns me and keeps concerning me and, and a lot of people, I think, is the fact that, you know, you better, you, you know, we talked about Liberty on this show and what they were doing to stop the run. First two games of the year, they gave up 220 yards a game against, like, Toledo and somebody else. And then, all of a sudden, they were giving up 80 yards a game for the rest of the year, for the next six games. And I, and I said... You know, they took a safety down, put them in the box, just started cramming the box and doing whatever they had to do to stop the run. And if they put them down there, it doesn't matter how big or how strong you are, they've got you outnumbered. There's two guys that don't get blocked that can make the tackle. I mean, that's tough to run on that. And they did that. Well, then LSU started doing a little bit of the same thing. Well, to do that, to be a successful team, you've got to be able to run the ball or throw, uh, or throw the ball if you need to. Or if you're a throwing team... Finally, Mike Leach has learned it. You've got to be able to run the ball when they're making you run the ball. Mm-hmm. And what concerns me is we have not been able to show the ability to throw the ball when they've stacked the box and said, you're going to have to or you're not going to move it. And that's that's been disappointing, especially in an SEC team. What about the development of Malik? He looks, again, I mean, he looks like a guy who hasn't played a lot, but also he looks like a guy that maybe hasn't developed a bunch. What would you what would you say about his performance so far? Yeah, again, I'm not trying to pick on him. I'm just trying to be honest. No, no, and I don't think that's his fault. I think I think if you recruit a kid and you give a kid a scholarship or, you know, if you're just coaching a kid and you're going to give him some time, you know, it's your job as a coach and a staff to develop him or develop the offense around what he can do. And, and uh, you know, certainly people get better when they have all the first-team reps, and he hasn't had that to the coaches – you know, uh, uh, credit and to his credit, you know, a little bit of it's that, you know, experience makes you a little bit better. But that all said, you know, I haven't, I, I'm, I'm disappointed a little bit in the way that our quarterback looks like he looks at one, you know, it's been saying all year, it looks like he looks at his first read and then it's either run or if they're losing and he can't run or beat up a little bit, look at that first read and then not sure what to do next. And there's a hesitation. And while that one and a half seconds of hesitation is happening, the defense is collapsing on him, and it makes it tough. And I think that's the same thing. You know, so when, when, when Malik went in, or when we've seen him play, it looks the same to me as it did for, for Jefferson at the beginning of the year when he was having, having success running. Look, try to find somebody. If the first look's not there, I'm running the ball. Well, sometimes they're doing a good job containing. I mean, LSU's, what was that kid's name? Perkins. Harold oh Perkins. Gosh. I mean, you know, if you've got a guy like that that can spy and, and keep up with, then a look at your first read and take off running is not the answer, as right. we saw. And and that's what it looks like our offense is. And, and teams have gotten away with that. Auburn did that with Cam Newton. He had one look, and if it wasn't there, take off running. What did you think of the fourth down decisions, the couple of fourth downs where they went for it, and also on the play calls once they decided to go? I mean, it's you know, I I, I you know, I'm always going to err on the side of be aggressive on the on the on the going for it stuff, and I think you have to, and I think the analytics show that you should, and 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 there might be different reasons you want to spark your team and do different things. I, I've got no problem with that. Uh, just you know, I don't know on the play calling. 
Man, you better have a plan. I mean, if you do go for it, you better have a plan and better have a highly successful play. And I, and I think, you know, the difference between teams that don't go for it a lot is that they don't put their team in those situations. I mean, on fourth down, in practice, you better put your team in that situation. I mean, put them in the moment. Let them know how they're going to feel. Let them know that, hey, this is a thing where we've got to block just a little harder. We've got to make sure we run our routes past the first down mark. We've got to if 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 we if we're running a run play or a zone read play on fourth and one or fourth and two, we've got to get that mesh perfect. But we've got to do it quickly because mm-hmm. there's ten men in the box, and and uh, I, I'm not sure that you know situationally our team has been in that situation enough to be able to do it effectively and know what that feels like and do those things. I think emotionally Arkansas is going to come out and play well this week. How do you like the matchup with Ole Miss? I think we're lucky again. Just like you saw LSU, they look like you were in a trance, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, coming off of Bama, you know, and I said that going into that game. I thought coming off Bama is a good thing for us. Ole Miss is coming off Bama too. And not only is Ole Miss coming off Bama, Ole Miss is coming off if they win that game against Bama, and they could have, then they're in the driver's seat for the SEC West, uh, go to the championship game. All of a sudden they're a talk about the playoffs, you know, all that kind of stuff. They lost all of that just in the in the, in the, in the, in the final click of the clock and that's going to be hanging over their head emotionally it's going to be hanging over their head as they come into Arkansas to colder weather that lost beaten getting physically beaten up by Bama we'll have a good quarter a free quarter to do what we want to do if I were the coaches I'd be saying we need to attack on offense and on defense while they're down so they'll lay back down because if you don't, they're going to be the team that's the lesser team psychologically. And if they hang around as they go through the game, then they're going to get a little more confidence and go, okay, we, we are Ole Miss. We need to come back and find a way to beat these guys. But I hope we attack them early on both sides of the football because I do think they're going to be like LSU. They're not going to look like the same team they did against Bama. We know Ole Miss wants to run the ball. Arkansas has done better and really the last six quarters. They've played good defense. What Are you seeing anything different? You know, I, I I I think sometimes if you have more confidence on the back end of your defense in your in your secondary, mm-hmm. you play better on the front because now your linebackers aren't like, oh crap, I got if this is play action, I got to get my butt back there, and they're a little hesitant. I think just by the nature of who we've played, and and we've played a little better. Nobody's really attacked our secondary as much. I think that's given our linebackers confidence. And I think that's letting them come downhill and play play a little better football against the run. I think that's been beneficial. So I do think we've seen improvement on the back, or people just not attacking us as much on yeah, the back end. And Liberty did, second half didn't attack. Yeah, yeah. LSU really didn't attack. Didn't at all. Didn't yeah. at all. And uh, I don't even think they threw for 150 yards. You know, and and I think that gave our linebackers the ability to play downhill. And anytime you're playing downhill, and you can meet the running back before he gets into the open five yards past the line of scrimmage, one-on-one with a linebacker, but you meet him in the hole where there's no room for him to, you know, make a mm-hmm. lateral move, I think you got a better chance, and I think that's what we're seeing. I want to ask about some other games in the league this week, but, well, I really don't want to talk about any of them. I don't can, know if there's a good game or not. Can I take you back to Navy Mike for a minute? If you would. I'm going to defend Navy Mike. Okay. A little, not, not really defend Navy Mike, but go what he's going to, you know. And, and, and Neighbors and I were on a podcast last night together, and uh, he, he came up with this thing. And I started researching. I'm like, dang, that's pretty good numbers if, mm-hmm. when KJ's in, right? If it's true. Well, I mean, you know. So I told Glass, I said, but he's like, well, John's usually pretty good about that. Yeah, and, and he is. But, you know, any numbers can be misleading. Are you counting the whole game he was in or, you know, when we scored a lot or when he went out early or or, or, or you count the Bama game? You know, you, you, I mean, when he went out. 
But look at this. I look and I go, okay, a couple of the games that we scored a lot on. BYU, I think we I think we out-athleted them. I mean, I think we yeah. show we could throw a crossing route and run for 35 yards. But if you look at the look at the Auburn game, well, we scored 41 against Auburn. Well, they were in the midst of giving up 39, 41, 42, and 48, four games in a row. So we kind of caught them at a weird time. They're about to can their coach and all that kind of stuff, and you don't know what's going on there. But look at our last look at our last couple games. That's what's really concerning. 10 and 19. And then I talked about the BYU Auburn game before that. 17. Now I know I know Malik was in. Um, and you look and you go, Texas A&M, that was KJ, 21. And I don't put it on KJ. I mean, I don't think it's all KJ's fault we score a bunch. And I certainly don't think it's his fault when we don't. You know, I mean, everybody's got to do their job to an extent. But I, I, I don't think the easy answer is going, oh, we got a healthy quarterback, we're good. That's not always the case either. And, but and they are significantly better offensively. Well, every yeah, like Most you said, are. like you said, everybody's significantly better when they when they have uh, their starting quarterback in. But they were also an inch from scoring twenty eight against A and M. I would point out they're what an inch from scoring twenty eight against A and M. Okay, if you want to, we want. Well, just saying. they're not going to give us the inch though. No, I know that, but I mean it was a freaky play that you're not going to see again in ten years. Yeah, but we're also an inch away from giving up a couple of interceptions that you know scraped over a guy's hand. That's and, fair. And, and, and if it's an inch lower, he intercepts the well, ball. They're also a couple of feet time. away from giving up a couple of really long touchdowns in the first few games of the year too that might have impacted the outcome of the game. So. Yeah, and I'm not cracking on them. What you're I'm right. saying, what I'm saying is, we can't just if KJ's back next year and healthy. We can't just put all the pressure on him. Oh, we're fine. KJ's there. I mean, we've got to get better everywhere else. We've got to get better in the passing game. We yeah. just have to. Our running game's really, really good, except for when they put you know nine guys in the box or whatever and have us outnumbered. But we've got to get better in the passing game. I've seen Coach chewing on people, Coach Pittman talking about, on, on dropping the ball. I mean, drops have been an issue for me. And again, KJ's not the most accurate guy in the world. There are some passes that he clearly has guys open that he misses on the throws. Um, and we're talking about like five feet you know, away. And it's, it's frustrating. But... Um, You've had some drops, some pretty significant drops in, in guys that you expect to make those plays. So, And Warren Thompson is a guy that, frankly, as much as I like him, uh, was guilty of a few of those, and he's apparently no longer on the team. And, and that's that's – I've never understood drops. I just haven't. Because if you stay and and your guys throw the ball for 10 minutes alone after practice on their own, they catch the ball. Mm-hmm. If you tell them to look the ball in until it's tucked away and you hammer it every day, if you look a ball in – until it is tucked, you don't drop the ball. If you look away for a half second, that's how all the drops are. And, you know, I, I just don't think it's that hard. If you look at our teams, and you saw our teams play at PA for a lot of years, think about how many – did you ever think of, wow, that's a team that's dropping too many balls? No, we went through we went through years where we had single-digit drops for the season, for a 14- and 15-game season, and that's not because – you know, I mean, guys aren't – you're not born being able to catch a ball. You have to work on it. It's a skill, like shooting a three-pointer, shooting – you know, if, mm-hmm. you, if you go do it enough, you're going to be good at it. They need to get out there and do it enough. Now, drops are a, a, a prevalent across college and NFL football right now. I mean, I'm amazed at how many guys drop the ball. But it's because when they do catch it, they're halfway going. They're throwing one hand up one there. Hand. Pre- yeah. You know, that bull crap. You know, and Sports Center shows the one-handed catch yeah. that they make. They don't show the seven they drop. You know, it's a one to six or one to seven <laughs> ratio. And so all the guys think, "Oh, I can catch it one-handed." You know, 
I, I saw three games last week where kids dropped touchdown passes in crucial situations in college football because they put one hand up and nobody was close to them. Nobody is holding the other hand. And then it happened in an NFL game. I forgot what it was. And I'm like, you guys, just nobody cares. They care for one second. Oh, he caught it one hand. The Justin Jefferson catch is going to yeah, ruin some kids because they're going to try to emulate that. Ruin. I mean, you know, that set it's us just back. just like guys pulling up from 40 because Steph Curry can do it. Yeah, it set us back like OBJ did in the catching game. Yeah. You know, that's what that stuff does until you can – until you can do it. it drives me insane but we need to catch the ball because none of it matters it doesn't matter if you blocked great you threw a great pass if you don't catch the ball none of it matters this is the calm before the storm as far as games of significance next week is going to be huge with all the relevance for the potential for playoff and obviously settling out who will be in the conference championship games and of course some conferences are already there let me ask you about a couple of teams specifically First of all, we'll talk Michigan, Mich- uh, Michigan, Ohio State next week, but I want to ask you about USC versus UCLA, analytically what you think of the game, and then also the TCU. I mean, we keep, and everybody's guilty of it. I bet on them last week, thankfully, but TCU still doesn't have enough support, at least when you look at the, where the money's going and how the the bets look and how they're, you know, the, what their potential is to make the playoff. It's still not there. The, the belief is not there. Do you buy TCU, and especially with what's left on their schedule, because it's not particularly difficult, it doesn't look like, Unless you can't go into Baylor. So I guess that we can start there. You know, Baylor could beat them because they're so good defensively and they're so good fundamentally. And, you know, TCU's coming off. It's a big game for TCU to go to Texas. And, I, and I'm, still, I'm so big on the emotional part of the game and the psychology of coming off a game. But I'm starting to believe in TCU a little bit. And, and, and you know, and I was talking to a friend of mine, Scott Lux, last night. We were talking about teams that, you know, Nobody on the outside looks and goes, well, they haven't really beaten anybody, but you look up and they're 8-0 or 9-0 or 10-0, whether it's college, high school, or the NFL. And it's it's like the Vikings in the NFL. You know, everybody's like, well, they really haven't beat yeah. anybody, but they're 8-1 or whatever. And it doesn't matter what we think. All of a sudden, they believe they're a good team. They're confident, and that just means they don't hesitate. They don't question the calls coming in. They don't hesitate on the field. Coach called this. I'm, I'm God, I don't want to run this. They're walking up to the line with a bad attitude. And I think TCU is there. And I know Sonny Dykes, and he's a good guy, really good guy, positive guy. You know, and, and I think when, when things are going well like they are for them, it's easy to be in a boat where you believe you can walk in and find a way to beat anybody. Um, I, I bet against them last week. I didn't think they would win. But uh, I do think they beat Baylor this week, although the money's against them. I mean, you know, everything's mm-hmm. showing that they shouldn't. What, what happened with Baylor last I didn't see the game. They got smoked by Kansas State. What happened there? Kansas State is the most Frankenstein team. I mean, you know, they can look like they couldn't beat us three at some times, and then they can, you know, shut Dr. out. Jekyll, you know, Mr. They, yeah, they could kill Oklahoma State. You know, I mean, they're unbelievable in 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 their Jekyll and Hyde. And and uh, talk about the USC. You mentioned USC and UCLA. Yeah, man, I I, I love watching Riley, Lincoln Riley call plays. I love his play designs, his screens, his run game is creative, and his passes and stuff. And and I think USC finds a way to get in the game because they're so good offensively, but they are so bad defensively. They really are. And UCLA is pretty good defensively. But I don't know that uh, USC just doesn't have that number, so to speak, that psychological warfare. They've got two uh, transfer running backs that are going to play this week because their starter, who's got about 800 yards, is out for the season. So... Do you think they can do similar things? Yeah, yeah. They, they run. I mean, the, you know, the scheme is that one of the you kids can, is from Stanford, so I'm assuming he's pretty smart. He can still yeah, I'm anything. sure he can figure it out. The, <clears> but their scheme is that you can plug and play. You know, plug those guys in. There's going to be big open lanes, and they can do things. And and that's what's going to be fun on both sides of the ball. Chip Kelly is a good mm-hmm. play designer, good play caller. So is Lincoln Riley. That's going to be really fun. But UCLA has a much better defense. 
If you uh, if you're going to start a, a, a team today, college team, you can have any quarterback in the country that's playing today. Who do you want? Wow, that's a good question. Uh, you can hooker, okay. Over the kid from North Carolina, over the kid at USC, over the kid from Georgia. Yeah, I mean, nobody thinks about that kid. No, the we kid don't. Just, yeah. The kid just wins, and he's yeah. solid. He just doesn't make mistakes. I want a guy that can win the game for me, though. Well, and when I watched that. him, when I watched him against Bama, I mean, they've got a great scheme and a great system, and he does get to throw some wide open guys, but he just looks like he's got it. You know, even against Georgia, I mean, when when they, when they weren't playing well. You know, I, I didn't think he played a bad game. I just thought, you know, they just overwhelmed him. But but I, I think he may be the best. You know, if I start a team, that's who I'd pick right now. Okay, that's a good good answer. We'll talk a little NFL and some high school coach on the other side. David Kellum, the voice of the Old Miss Rebels, will join us at 11.45, so we need to get to it. UAPB is already underway. Wes, how's that bet looking? Uh, Kent State's up uh, 27-16 about eight minutes to go in the first half. Come on, Lions, let's go. I worry about the travel. It's starting to get grindy. Anyway, that's not the point. Let's talk about Oakland. They have music, the uh, – Voices of Rock Radio playing this weekend. It's happening this weekend. And then in another week, you get a Little River Band coming in. That's all at Oakland. You can buy your tickets online at Oakland.com. You can book your room at Oakland.com. Have you been to the Astro Spa yet? Have you taken your lovely wife down there and gotten her uh, weekend spa package? You know, we started to stay down there one night. We ended up not. We did go down there the other night and play. And I hit, yeah. I hit a parlay that cost 10 bucks, two first basket NBAs. 10 bucks paid five twenty-seven. Wow. It's big time. It's hard to pick the first guy that makes a basket. There's yeah. 10 guys out there, and yeah. I, did two, I did a two-game parlay and hit it. That's beautiful. I know, it was beautiful. That's awesome. I, I thought there's some way they're not going to pay me. Yeah. They're like, that's too easy. Yeah. Because five minutes into the game, I had my That's I had, the best it part. Was done. Yeah. That's yeah. fun. Okay, well, there you go. Betting advice from Coach and uh, hotel advice from me. Dinner advice as well. The Oak Room is uh, got to get down there. we, we got to go, Wes. Soon. I'm all for it. Yeah, we got, we'll be down there for live racing here in just a few weeks. I mean, it's almost upon us. So, Have you all stayed in the hotel? Have you stayed absolutely. in the hotel? Absolutely. Yeah, is it, is yeah it a nice? couple of times. Oh, beautiful. Very, it's fantastic. Yeah. I bet it is. And when you overlook the track when there's live racing going on, it's so much fun. But it's beautiful any time of year. What they've done with that whole place, the casino, the racetrack, and made it an A-list racetrack. I mean, to be in Hot Springs, Arkansas, we're really fortunate. That no doubt. They've done just a phenomenal job. Well, considering it's been there you know, since 1904, too, is amazing. So, yeah. I mean, I don't mind going there as much as I do. I mean, I like going to Vegas. I'm going to Vegas next month month but i like going there just as much as i do vegas 100 percent. it's fantastic um it takes you an hour to get home that's true that's a good point yep you don't have to get on an airplane it's easy they peasy. just had shows i love the shows in vegas if they had the shows at oakland yeah. oakland bring us a show they're bringing some shows but they're not Music, I don't know. more musical and some comedy acts yeah they're gonna have ron white i wish ron white wasn't sold out because i'd love to go see him when he's down there ron white yeah comedian Mm-hmm. I like comedians. Yeah, I like Ron White. He's hilarious. If you like that, you like Dave Chappelle on Saturday Night Live. We talked about that. Can we talk about that? We don't can. want to talk about that. No, you can. He made fun of uh, his Her- monologue. Walker his monologue great. was fantastic yeah. because it, it he still did what he does. He teetered on the edge of hitting everybody. I mean, every culture, everything. Yeah. And uh, it, it made everybody nervous. I'm sure they were all <laughs> nervous because you had people say, "I'm not going to come to work this week." You oh know, yeah. The same dumb stuff. Yeah. And uh, but but I thought he was fantastic. I think he does it with. I, I, I hate to say with class. Yeah. I think he does it with I class. Concur. And he is hilarious. He will get you thinking. He's a great comedian. He does. He's just like my man Bill Burr. He will get you thinking about things in a different way, and he does it with comedy. He will make you laugh and make you think at the same time. That is the real goal, and that is the real skill. I'm going to research this Ron White and hope he does the same thing. If he Ron does, White is uh, retiring. This is going to be his last show in Arkansas. He's finished. He's wrapping oh. the, Some of my all-time favorites are hanging it up. Robert Earl Keane. Done. Ron White, done. I mean, I'm going to have to find some new artists. 
I did go see a great show last night. I was telling Wes about it. I'll talk about it in the entertainment report. Anyway, uh, let's talk high school. This weekend, most compelling games and expected outcomes. Most compelling game, I think, has to be Catholic and Little Rock Christian. You're just saying that because I'm here. No, 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 I agree. I, no it, it is. It, it is. The, I think the there's people in the state talking about it. I've been hearing people talk about it mm-hmm. all week. And really, and yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I I mean, I've heard PA dads talking about this. Oh, game. they are. PA Everybody's wasn't talking. Yeah. Hey, losers, focus on yourself. Yeah. Well, worrying about us. They may end up going to War Memorial Stadium. Yeah, anyway. well, they'll play the winner of this game. I yeah. think it's going to be a really good. I hope it's a really good game. Let's say that. I, I don't want this to be a game that's decided by somebody has four turnovers. You know, like fumble, Catholic. Because, fumble because the ball's slippery or something like that. And please, is it going to rain? Whoever's officiating this game, you know, call the game. But let's not be the fi- the factor where one team's got fifteen penalties unless they deserve, like, clearly deserve fifteen penalties. I just don't want it to be where somebody can say, "Well, we had two hundred mm-hmm. yards in penalties and they had three, you know, or something yeah. like that. But I think uh, it'll be interesting. I mean, uh, Catholic has has put together an offense that fits their their uh, talent really well. I think they're consistent. I think Fogelman's done a really, really nice job. And then, uh, you know, the, the Kohu has Walker White, and he's got scholarships all over the place. He can beat you with his arm and his legs. And, uh, you know, if, if Catholics can have to find a way to stop him, if they do, um, then, you know, I mean, they're, they're going to win the game. And if, and if Walker's able to run the ball effectively – especially when he drops back and everybody spreads out. He's got all those lanes to run in. If they don't do a good job of containing him, they're going to win the game. I think it comes down to that. All right. 5A you, you were very familiar with, but there are some new faces in, in 5A. Uh, and one of them, well, Shiloh Christian on one side and, and Joe T. Robinson on the other. But you're familiar with Joe T. What do you see in 5A? You know, I, I'm, I'm, I was interested this year when Parkview yeah. got to go in there. I mean, tons of talent and all that kind of stuff. Shiloh's doing what they do. They uh, uh, they're going in and beating people they should beat and and uh, they've got that they're they're able to run the ball better than I thought they would be able to to be honest with you and Joe T's doing what they do they start off a little slow and then they get better and better as the game as the games go on and had a chance to see them play a couple times this year and and uh, Coach Skull has done a good job over there I thought losing. Um, Coach Moppin might hurt them a little bit, you know, defensively and, and just spiritually. But but overall, they're doing a really nice job. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, to me, who is able to finally make it to the finals. Because I think one of those two teams uh, probably wins it. Talking to, to Kevin Kelly, if you just tuned in, thanks to Bowen Bo <clears throat> Hefley Orthopedics. El Huapo says, have, have coach discuss the prevent defense. Any analytics say the prevent is a terrible idea? Uh, yes, all analytics say prevent's a terrible idea. I tweeted in a game this, I don't know, Sunday. I thought I saw some, it. Someday, yeah, that, that, you know, well, now they're playing the prevent yourself from winning defense. I mean, that's just what teams do. It's amazing, isn't it? I mean, I was watching one game, and, and the team had scored like six points, two field goals the whole game. They go into the prevent defense. Instead of playing the, 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 the defense they played for 58 minutes, that kept the other team from scoring a touchdown. And what happens? They give up a touchdown. And you're just like, I get it Sort of, but not really. If you look, they have to, in analytics, they throw stats out the last two minutes of a half in game because the prevent defense skews it so much towards the offense. I would like to throw in as a piggyback to that, that teams that run great offense all night long in basketball, when it comes down to the last shot, all too often they have one guy standing out top, dribbling it away, and then throwing up a wild shot at the end, which is something they did not do the entire night. It's unbelievable. Why do we do that? It's it's called risk aversion. That's what coaches do. They're like, well, it would look really bad if I played in in football the same defense, and all of a sudden we gave one up over the top. We're not going to give one up over the top. 
Well, guess what? They certainly don't mind throwing it 15 yards, 15 yards, 15 yards. Six of those, you're gone 90 yards, it's over with. I mean, it is amazing. And the same thing in basketball. They're afraid if they pass it around like they normally do, what if we turn it over? Mm-hmm. I'll look like an idiot. But you only have seven turnovers the whole game, Coach. It's un- I know. You play 39 minutes. <laughs> it's risk-averse, and it's something I've not really been in my life. It frustrates me to no end. Um, give me your NFL thoughts. Pick of the week. Give me uh, Cowboys, bounce back. Got a tough one this week. Game of the week is the Cowboys-Vikings game, in my opinion. I think everybody would agree with that. We're all stumped by the line a little bit. I mean. Cowboys favored by one? Yeah, how's, how's On that? On the road? On the road. <laughs> And, the, and I get it, the, but the NFL doesn't come nearly as quickly down I mean, in an emotional, psychological thing. That's a big win against Buffalo. Do they come back? You know, I think they don't. I, I think they're professionals. They go out and get ready, and I think the Vikings are on a, on a high right now. I've never been as disappointed. I can't remember when, and as I was in the Cowboys Sunday, when they're up 14 and give it up to your old boys, mm-hmm. the Green Bay Packers, Justin. And it was depressing, and I don't know how they come back and beat the Vikings at the Vikings this week. But Vegas knows what they're doing. If the Vikings had not won, the, if, if Josh Allen doesn't fumble in the end zone, do you feel differently about the game this week because the Vikings Justin lost? Jefferson catches the slant in the end zone, they don't have to go, you know, they don't have to kick a field goal. You know, I mean, you know, I, I, so there's a lot. You could do, you could go if this, if that. But I'm just saying, again, I, these are one in a million plays. No, I mean, but, but again, okay, let me, let me just tell you. I mean, look at that play. How many times did you see Josh Allen under center before that play? Probably none. Probably none. And then what do you do in the most crucial moment of the game? You Something you haven't done all game. It's un- <laughs> I mean, we're ta- I mean, it's amazing because right. because he's thinking, well, I don't want to be five yards deep in the end zone. Just be five yards deep in the end zone. They had zero <laughs> plays behind the line of scrimmage the whole game. Honestly, I cannot remember, and I guess everybody max protects in that situation. I cannot remember the last time I saw a quarterback backed up against his own goal line in shotgun get sacked. Because you're so mentally like aware of, yes. I got to get the ball, ball out. Yeah. And, and they, you've got Josh Allen. They can't even tackle the guy. Did you see him running over the Vikings all the way yeah. down the field the series before? Yeah. Yeah. Josh is going to get rid of the ball. I would. I literally would have called a pass play. Yeah. I would have called mm-hmm. an option route by a slot receiver. He's going to get open, or Josh is going to throw it away, or he's going to take off. Well, they did it earlier in the year. It's Remember they unreal. had the ninety-nine. Didn't they have like a ninety-nine-yard touchdown? Yes. Yeah, to in Gabe the year? Davis. To Gabe, Gabe Davis, Davis. ninety-eight yep. yards. Yeah. yeah, to Gabe Davis. We'll have some time to talk a little more with Coach at the end here, and thank our friends at Bowen Heffley a little bit more thoroughly.